This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. As always, I am your host, Matty Ice, and I hope that I'm finding you well on this Wednesday. Uh, you're finding me well, that's for sure. Uh, it's springtime. We are right in the middle of the month of May. Summer is right around the corner. Graduations are happening all over the place, and the country is opening up, folks. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. My wife and I went out to dinner uh, on Saturday night for the first time since before our son was born. And it's amazing to think about something that is so... Um, common or was so common that it has now become less commonplace and for us uh, it was just such a surreal moment we are both fully vaxxed uh, we are ready to get out in the world as I've talked about and we decided let's go out to dinner the state of Virginia lifted some mass mandates the country lifted some mass mandates and we just felt like you know it's time uh, we need to start going out places with our son we need to start going out places for ourselves and it just felt like the right time so we did and it was wonderful. So, you know, great stuff. Uh, last week I talked about appreciation and that kind of goes hand in hand with that. But this time I wanted to switch to something a little bit different. Me on political football or you've just listened to me in general, you know that I'm a big, big sports fan. I love many sports. I think my two favorite would probably be baseball and football. Um, I love football uh, and I've kind of grown to love it a little bit more, especially doing the show with Dave and Cleve. But um, I've always just kind of loved it. My father loves watching football. He's a huge Patriots fan. I'm a Patriots fan as well. The way that I consume my sports has been a little bit different, and that's kind of in line with what I want to talk about today. So recently, the Jacksonville Jaguars hired Urban Meyer. Now, I did a an episode on that earlier this year about how problematic I felt like his hire was, how I'm not a huge fan of the guy, and I feel as if uh, he is getting rewarded for generally kind of looking past some pretty crappy behavior, especially on uh, teams that he's been on, players that he's coached, uh, coaches that he's had in his coaching staffs and so forth. And that's not really what this is about. But he is involved in this particular incident, that, or not incident, but this particular storyline. And I think it's important to mention that out front, that I do have a bias against Urban Meyer. I'm not a fan. Um, he might be a great football coach, but uh, ultimately you are... Uh, everything that you present, at least for me anyway. So while I can separate the art from the artist sometimes, specifically like in Bill Cosby when I'm watching his older work, like would I watch something new of his now? No. But can I watch the Cosby show now knowing what I know? Yes. Um, I just have to separate, you know, the human from that person. But in this particular aspect, Urban Meyer is not playing a character. He is not playing Cliff Huxtable. He is playing himself. He is himself. And so his actions um, on the football field as a football coach are reflected, in my opinion, on him as a human being. So I take that into consideration here. So he's the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the NFL, the Jaguars have been around since the uh, mid-1990s. And to be honest with you, their uh, success has been scant at best, as Cleveland would say. Uh, they are not a very good franchise. They are fairly poorly run, in my opinion. Uh, they are owned by the Khan family and... Um, you know, they have a lot of money, but I don't know if they necessarily know a lot about football. So the product on the field is, you know, mediocre. It's actually been one of the worst this decade or this past decade. 
and they don't really get a lot of fans in the seats. They've had a few moments of success, but overall they have been not on the map, not relevant, and they're looking to capture some of that. So this past draft, which was a couple weeks ago, they drafted Trevor Lawrence number one. They were the number one pick in the draft, and obviously being the number one pick in the draft provides you a lot of exposure. And in my opinion, it's exposure for the wrong reasons because you're getting exposure because you were bad. You're bad enough to have the first pick in the draft. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you are worthy of any kind of attention. It just means that your team stunk and stunk on a level that made you the stinkiest team in all of the league. So you get your pick of the first pick of the draft. And they chose Trevor Lawrence, who is the consensus pick. Trevor Lawrence, in my mind, is not a very sexy pick. He is the right pick for that move because obviously he projects as one of the uh, best, you know, he has the best draft pick in that in this year's class. And he also projects as possibly uh, an elite football player going forward. But I don't find him to have much personality. I don't feel like he's somebody that moves the needle in terms of endorsements. He doesn't move the needle in terms of personality. Um, you know, I'm not going to tune in to watch him because his brand of football is somehow entertaining. I think his brand of football is on brand with what most other NFL quarterbacks are, which is uh, they come here to do the job, they do the job, and they go home, and they give you coaches speak and so forth. So the Jaguars are in need of some type of a boost. The team, the franchise, they want to feel relevant again. They want eyes on the franchise, which eyes on the franchise means that they sell tickets. So Urban Meyer decided that he needed to kind of go back into his past and find somebody who could be a lightning rod for their franchise. Somebody who could get people talking, media attention, and possibly move the needle within the locker room in a way that would help, you know, drive the team towards some success in the near future and also in the, you know, distant future as well. I mean, he's getting paid like 10 or 12 million dollars to do this, so I guess you got to think outside the box a little bit in terms of your future. So he goes back and he uh, basically calls up Tim Tebow. I don't know if he actually called him. I'm just saying that casually. But uh, either way, a conversation with Tim Tebow was had. So again, for those of you who are not familiar, Tim Tebow is probably one of the most famous college football players of all time. Certainly this century. Uh, one of the winningest players too. And genuinely speaking, he seems like a pretty decent dude. Um, from a personal standpoint, very religious man. A very decent man. He doesn't seem to stray from the norm in any way. He's never had a public incident. He's never had trouble. Never even really had like a hair out of line. And I mean that in the sense that when you watch him on television, like his hair looks perfect every time. I'm completely jealous because I can't make my hair look that way. I, I digress. Anyway, uh, Tim Tebow last played football in the NFL something like 3,000 days ago, and he has he you know was drafted at I think in 2010. Um, won a playoff game, became famous for his work ethic, became famous for being able to sort of just win despite the fact that his talents uh, really didn't correlate to an elite NFL player. He a left-handed thrower, didn't have great accuracy, uh, did not have great uh, form, and I, I can't throw a football to save my life, so I'm certainly not any better than him. But my point being is that in a league in which the, you know it's supposedly a meritocracy, he just, in my opinion, did not earn the spotlight that he received because the results just weren't there. 50% completion percentage, uh, you know, one big win basically, but for the most part, just not what most teams are looking for. In today's NFL, which is a passing heavy game, uh, accuracy is key. And a lot of these schemes are drawn up so that quarterbacks can be as accurate and efficient as possible while maximizing uh, yardage and being able to keep the chains moving. That's kind of the way that it works. And he 
sort of embodies more of what we used to look for in a quarterback like being able to do just enough with uh, role players around you but that's not the game anymore you need an elite quarterback and role players these days because everything is high powered the players are much faster the play in general is much faster and he just doesn't really embody that to me so the jaguars bring him in and they work him out as a tight end uh he was a quarterback he was not a tight end in college uh and he is you know pretty decently sized but he tries out for the team he's 34 now and it has me scratching my head and the reason it has me scratching my head is because i can't really make sense of it in any way that's related to football uh he is long past what I consider his prime. He played baseball for three years, never made it to the majors, but I give him a lot of props, and I want to say this out front too. Tim Tebow is successful in the most sense of the word. I mean, most people can't say that they played professional football and that they've played the highest level of minor league baseball. He didn't make it to the big leagues, I understand that. But the small percentage of people that actually make it the professional, the professional arena in sports is ridiculously low like ridiculously low so many of us play some kind of a sport in our front yard with our friends and so forth and we imagine ourselves being in those big time moments but most of us never get there it's genetics it's the lottery we just don't all have that kind of talent i get it but tim tebow obviously is very talented in the fact that he could play big time college football be a winner at that level be drafted into the nfl and even have a small modicum of success in terms of one big playoff win however for the most part you know he's not an elite player at the, in that way he doesn't separate himself in a way that many players do like the tom brady's of the world the drew breezes and so forth he's just another guy who was in the league and is not no longer in the league but now he's back he makes the roster uh, or at least is signed by the team to you know go to camp and potentially make the roster and I guess I'm scratching my head because from a football perspective, I don't see how this help, helps the team at all. The Jaguars were the worst team in the league last year. They have been consistently bad over the last decade. And what do they need for the future? They need to build the team in many regards. They need to get younger. They need to get faster. They need to get more talented in every facet of the game. They've done that a little bit through the draft, obviously drafting Trevor Lawrence, but they bring in a 34-year-old, I hate to say has-been quarterback, who while he has a great work ethic, and a drive to succeed, the talent's not there. Like so many people in, in your life, they you know that they have the will to do it, but sometimes the means just aren't there. I have the will to be a mason worker. I could never actually get there. Like the amount of time that it would take for me to learn that, and honestly, I just don't have the skill to do it. I could never do it. There's a lot of things that I have the will to do, the, the want to do, but I just don't have the talent to do it. I have the will to play or you know to run a uh, three-hour marathon my body just doesn't have it it just doesn't I, i'm never going to do it no matter how much i train no matter how much weight i lose it just is not in the cards and you kind of come to to uh grips with that so they bring him in and i think now now that i've had the ability to sort of take it in is that it's not really a football move he might make the team and that might be what they're they're thinking about but it really moves the needle for them it gets eyes on the team and it's interesting because Tim Tebow, for everything that he is, is one of the most polarizing NFL players I've ever seen. And Cleveland and I talked about greatest heels in sports, and he was obviously not mentioned because fundamentally speaking, he never says anything out of line. He never says uh, anything in his personal life that is in any way controversial. Like, there's nothing controversial about the dude, at least in terms of um, who he presents himself to be. There's never any whispers of scandal or anything like that. 
I mean, I think his religious convictions are so strong that he didn't have sex until he was married. And, you know, all power to him. That's the decision that he made. It's a personal decision and, and good for Tim. But you bring him into this, um, you know, onto this team, into this locker room. And I think the idea is to get people talking. But what are they talking about? They're talking about all the negatives of bringing him in. They're talking about why would you do that? What, what in God's name would, want, would make you want to have somebody like that in the locker room? And now the people in the locker room, his teammates or potential teammates are talking about it in that way. Why? Because there's many things. First, he's taking away a spot from somebody who's young and hungry. And I know that that's very cliche, but in this world, you sometimes need the opportunity in order to make something of yourself. And many people don't get that opportunity, to be honest with you. Like I said, a lot of people have the want, but sometimes it takes a break. Sometimes it takes some luck. Even within the workplace that I work in, you know, I aspired to be promoted to higher levels of management. And I applied and I applied and I interviewed and I interviewed. And guess what? It just didn't happen over and over and over again. No matter how many times I asked for feedback, no matter how much I took that feedback and made it into something positive, uh, it just wasn't there. The opportunities weren't there because luck was not on my side. It wasn't the right time. That's something that I couldn't control. I couldn't control if there were predetermined candidates. I couldn't control if there was something that some candidate had that I could never have because I don't work in an area that would provide that. Like being able to give some presentation that set, you know, that was one thing um, my wife had heard was that, well, this person was able to give a presentation that you weren't. And the only reason that they were able to give it is because they worked in one specific area. Nobody else in the organization would have had the opportunity to do so. So how is that really good feedback, right? The opportunities just aren't there. And then all of a sudden you get that break. It's the right time, the right person, the right job, uh, and it all kind of works out. And having that opportunity sometimes takes time or doesn't come at all for a lot of people. So Tim Tebow getting the opportunity to be invited to camp, signing a contract, there's some young 20-something undrafted player who now doesn't get that opportunity with that team. And perhaps that opportunity being afforded to that individual allows them to shine. Because there's a lot of things that we do in terms of evaluation in, in sports. We look at players and we try to project what they're going to be. We do that in the real world too. When we're looking at people for promotions or jobs and hiring, we're trying to project what they can provide us as an organization. We're trying to project what they're going to do. In order to do that, you have to look at what they've done, listen to what they say that they're going to do, and try to project whether that is actually going to come to fruition. For most people, the proof is in the pudding, especially in sports. Like You can kind of look at a player, see what they've accomplished to this point, and really make a, a sound projection as to what they're going to be. And there are also some times where those projections are wrong because you can't measure certain things. So part of why Tim Tebow is um, exciting to Urban Meyer is because Urban Meyer has coached him. He knows him. And he also knows that Tim Tebow embodies a lot of those immeasurables or those intangibles that you really can't uh, measure. His will, his drive, um, his his intensity, right? That competitive nature. Like, obviously, you can't you can't. Uh, measure that but there is a limitation as to how much that provides to you if the talent is not there to back it up and so there are a lot of guys that are in reverse where it seems like they don't have the talent but you can't tell that their immeasurables are there however they haven't really had the opportunity to show you what their physical traits can provide Tim Tebow has had that opportunity right he was drafted he started he played he was on multiple teams 
He's tried out for multiple teams. He's had the opportunity to do so. And what does it come to, right? It's come to the fact that he just isn't talented enough in today's NFL to be a part of a squad in a meaningful way. And again, this is nothing about him as a person, nothing about him as an individual. Personally, I root for Tim Tebow because he's a good person. He seems to be genuinely good. We need more people like that around us, right? Because in today's world of black or white, so much negativity is following people. There's so many people who are just looking to pick a fight. It's refreshing sometimes to come across somebody who is genuine and somebody who you know is going to be uh, real with you, genuine with you, and you're going to get that organic interaction with them. And that's, you know, something to be, there's something to be said about that. But he's polarizing because a lot of people find that to be off-putting. And it's like in wrestling sometimes how there are heels or bad guys that they think that they're great. They think that they're such good people, but in the end, they're really not, right? They're so self-righteous. They're kind of pompous and they're uh, thinking how great they are is actually very heelish or off-putting behavior. And for a lot of people, Tim Tebow getting this opportunity reeks of privilege because, and maybe this isn't necessarily a valid argument, but we watch somebody like Colin Kaepernick not get a job because of extracurriculars that they bring to the table or perceived extracurriculars at this point. It's funny though, because here we are five years removed from uh, Colin Kaepernick taking his knee or five years at least from when Colin Kaepernick was last in the league. And look at how much heightened awareness we have around police brutality. It's complicated to be sure. And I've mentioned that before on the Chauvin verdict, but um, he had a valid point. Maybe not the best messenger, but he had a valid point. And now we've had five years of being able to look at other people who have gotten opportunities ahead of him. And we've seen that they didn't deserve them. They're not good, but those people continue to get opportunities. And so if you're looking at this from that lens, so if you're a black person who has seen somebody like Colin Kaepernick, who again, maybe not the perfect messenger, but the message is good, right? Um, and that's, that's what you're kind of looking for is you're looking for the right message. The messengers are not always gonna be perfect. But Colin Kaepernick as a football player was deserving enough to at least have some type of income from the NFL. Not necessarily a starter. He probably could have been if you see a lot of the people that started in front of him or, you know, ahead of him these days. But Tim Tebow has had that shot uh, and he didn't have nearly the kind of success that Kaepernick did. Colin Kaepernick went to a Super Bowl, nearly won a Super Bowl. He played on a lot of really bad teams and a lot of people said, well, he sucked. Look at his stats. Well, his stats were actually better if you consider the totality of the teams that he was on. Even the best players can't make a lot with crappy rosters. I mean, Tom Brady in his last year in New England had great stats. Well, not really great stats. I mean, they were good stats for other quarterbacks in the league, but he did that with really crappy talent, but even they couldn't overcome a lack of talent. The one guy can't win the whole thing. So it takes more than just one guy. It takes a team but obviously you have to have a foundation there. But Tim Tebow gets this opportunity. And what's it really mean for the team, right? What's it really mean when he's taking this spot away from somebody else? When he potentially could make the team, but not provide any actual benefit to the team, but there are other players who should be getting that opportunity. And Colin Kaepernick doesn't necessarily deserve an opportunity anymore these days because after five years being away, it's really difficult to come back and play at a high level. I totally get it. But it's difficult to swallow when you're looking at it. It's difficult to swallow when you realize that he did not have opportunities because of perceived drama in the locker room and so forth. But that drama was around something that was meaningful to a lot of people. 
and maybe you can argue that he didn't go about it the right way, but I'll tell you one thing he didn't do is he didn't do it in a violent way. And you might find it disrespectful. However, there is something to be said about why are we playing the national anthem in, at the beginning of sports events anyway, right? So that's a different discussion. However, Tim Tebow doesn't really deserve this in my opinion. And again, I'm not trying to throw the guy under the bus, but from a football perspective, it doesn't make sense. Uh, from a ticket sales perspective, it doesn't really make sense because once the play starts and he's not out there, who cares if he's on the team? Maybe it gets eyes on the franchise now. Maybe it gets people buzzing and talking now. Maybe that's what they want. But ultimately, in the NFL, it's how many wins you have and how many losses you have. And when you look at that team, you look at the division they play in, and you just look at the talent around them in the entirety of the league, they're not going to be a meaningful team this year. And it's not going to matter one lick that Tim Tebow was on that team. So my question is, just because he's a competitor, just because he's somebody who is impassioned, doesn't mean that he's somebody who's going to lead this team. Other professionals who are better than him want to be led by somebody who can take them there. That's why the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady came in with credentials and said, I can take you there, right? I can get you to the promised land. And you know what? People believed him because he'd been there. He'd done it. What has Tim Tebow done? Nothing. And I hate to say it. He's a good guy, but he's done nothing. So this doesn't really do a whole lot for me on a football perspective. It doesn't do a whole lot for me in a social justice perspective. It just feels so hollow. It feels so tone deaf. And honestly, this is all part of the problem with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer might be one hell of a football coach, but he is just not good at a lot of these social uh, interactions. He can't see the forest for the trees. He hires coaches with huge problems, even after they've been fired from their jobs before. And it's just, I don't get it. I really don't. And so while I wish Tim Tebow well as a human being, I like Tim Tebow as a human being. I think his fire, fieriness, his competitive spirit is something to be emulated. Uh, you know, your will, your drive to succeed should be emulated. But he is embroiled in this whole thing. And I feel like it stinks because Urban Meyer is just a total shithead and doesn't know what he's doing. And I don't even care if Urban is listening to this or if you're an Ohio State fan and you're listening to this. Because let me tell you something, folks. Wins don't mean everything especially at the collegiate level. If you feel like Urban Meyer should be defended because the team was good, you're part of the problem. Wins do not mean everything. The culture of winning is not at the cost of everything else. People are humans. Other people have, there's real issues that we're dealing with and we need to think about that. So while Tim Tebow might get eyes on the, the, the team and might feel like he's doing something and moving the needle, ultimately it's taking away the position of somebody else and ultimately it's alienating a lot of folks because they understand that the privilege of tim tebow being able to have that opportunity is over a lot of other people including somebody who was more talented who has not been in the nfl for five years so there you have it folks i hope this finds you well i'm looking forward to the nfl season despite all this um and if you're a football fan you know let me know reach out to the show instagram soulfully casual podcast or maddie ice media 21 you might think I'm full of crap and just let me know. But I don't see the real, you know, benefit of having Tim Tebow on the team. To me, it feels more polarizing. And ultimately, I think it's going to divide a locker room and divide a fan base than it is going to unite. But if you disagree with me, let me know. Uh, what are you looking forward to in this NFL season? What kind of benefit do you think Tim Tebow can add to this team? Sound off. Um, I appreciate everybody's time as always, and I hope that you are safe. I hope that wherever you are, it is good weather. You're able to get outside, enjoy some family. And if you haven't yet, please get vaccinated if you want to do so. Uh, the more vaccines, the, the more barriers to this virus uh, spreading, 
and it's still you're still going to get it you're still possibly going to get sick but it allows us to not have to worry about the deaths the way we used to and we can get back to some semblance of normalcy so if you're fully vaccinated and you want to get out there and you haven't done so since the pandemic started go out to dinner enjoy some family time enjoy some friend time it uh, it's needed so i hope everybody has a happy wednesday and i will see you all down the road <laughs>